You're listening to Rumination Thursday on this June the twenty June the sixteenth. Yes, June the sixteenth in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're going to take a look at an issue as we always do with our good friend Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Good morning, Wes. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, and I know you're doing pretty good, not losing any money last night playing cards, did you? <laughs> no, no, just had a good time and good meal. Yes, yeah, you do that every occasionally. Is that every week? No, it's about once a month. And yeah, once a month. It used to be penny ante, now that's quarters. Ooh, wow. So um, that's sometime you get together with friends and join with them, and that that's very good. And it's interesting because it's a wide range of uh, uh, Lutherans, Methodists, and uh, Roman Catholic, predominantly Roman Catholic, so... It's interesting to get into side discussions every so often with them. Well, I can imagine that's why you may have chosen for this week the issue we're going to be talking about, and it is entitled, There is No One Religious View on Abortion. Views on abortion differ not only among major religious traditions, but within each one. Now, that's kind of interesting that even among Christians, Jews, Buddhists, Hindus, etc., there are different views on abortion. Well, as as I looked at the article, remember we used to make this T account on the top. On the left-hand side, we put man, and on the right-hand side, we put God. As we go through all of this, it's all sitting on man's man's side and man making their own religious decisions and really, in essence, their own God. Yes. In, in fact, the uh, first pit, picture that you see here are three women holding up signs. None of the women are smiling, but two of the signs read this. Pro-faith, pro-family, pro-choice. Excuse me. How can you possibly have faith and believe in pro-choice? It's it's just so, so ridiculous. None of the women are smiling. There's a black woman and two older white women. In fact, it reminds me of some women pastors. None of them hardly ever smile. And it's not a woman you want to follow at all. The idea that you can be pro-faith and pro-choice, that that's a real statement that Hitler would make also. That he well, had faith that, in Nazism that, and choice to put, together, put to death Jews. Well... 
Isn't that what, what we say uh, from, uh, what is it, Second Timothy, where the people begin to believe in endless myths? In endless what? Myths, M-Y-T-H. Oh, myths, yes. Yes. Yeah, this is really ridiculous for any human being to put up a sign pro-faith, pro-family, and then pro-choice. I, I like watching YouTube, and I was watching one that talked about when President Bush was president, of course, uh, he got a law passed that they could go overseas to various countries and arrest pedophiles who were Americans. And the country that they were really dealing with was Cambodia. You could just go down the street and even parents would sell their children to Americans for use. Mm -hmm. And when these men were arrested, because they often would be arrested by the Cambodia police, but then they would just pay the police a few hundred dollars and they would be let go or they would have very short sentences. What President Bush got is that after their sentences in Cambodia court, they were brought to the United States. One man had a sentence of two months for fooling around with children in Cambodia. And when he was released, he was taken to the United States and got a sentence of 40 years. And it really, in, in essence, reverts back to what we're going to discuss today about abortion and various uh, religions out there that don't view life as as uh, in, in the womb itself. Yes. It begins with, you know, there's no doubt that the Roman Catholic Church is against abortion. And they're against abortion because they believe that at conception there is a human being. And therefore, to do abortion would be to put to death a human being. Now, there's a kind of a theological concept that leads to different approaches to abortion. Uh, for several religions, a key issue in abortion rights is what? Uh, it's, a woman's choice. Well, a woman's right called, to end a pregnancy. No, I, I'm talking about in theology, it's called uh, ensoulment. Oh, that's the moment at which a soul is believed to enter the body. Is what you're looking at. Yes, ensoulment. It's when they say a fetus becomes a human being. I, I remember President Clinton was for abortion because his pastor told him that a fetus did not become a human being until it was born. 
And so ensoulment did not occur. Now, that's a real problem. And we can solve it from a scriptural point of view. Scripture is God's word on all of these issues. And there is a very clear passage where scripture indicates that ensoulment occurs at the point of conception. Are you referring to uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 41? It came about when Mary Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, but now that was with John the baptizer. He was six months old. Where in that situation was in Solomon occurring much earlier? Oh, when Gabriel uh, came and talked to Mary and told us that she carried in the womb the, the birth of the, of the Messiah, who was to be Jesus. And what does the Bible say that Mary did right after talking to Gabriel? She arose one in haste to the hill country of Judea, and she entered the house of Zechariah and met Elizabeth. And Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, and the baby Luke leaped in her womb. And what did Elizabeth say to Mary? And, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Yes, and doesn't she ask, Why did the mother of my Lord visit me? Yeah, for behold, the sound of your greeting came to my ear, and the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Yes. The fact of the matter is, is this was only a few hours after Gabriel had talked to Mary. And so this idea that ensoulment can occur, and we're going to read about this, by some religion 16 weeks after conception is ridiculous. The Bible makes it very clear. And you, you've got Jeremiah and other prophets. In sin did my mother conceive me. And, and that shows that they too had souls from the very beginning of conception. Well, and, you know, I took an interesting look at the, the Greek word for baby in there. Uh, and uh, Acts, or Luke 1, 41 and 40, verse 44, which is, talks about uh, the baby in the womb, describes it as a Greek word for baby. And it's the same as when, when you look at it, uh, after the birth of Christ in the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, verse 12, this shall be a sign that you will find a baby wrapped in clothes. It's the same Greek word. 
And they, the shepherds, came in haste and found where Mary and Joseph and the baby was laid in, in a manger. I found that very insightful that uh, you know, the womb is a baby, a person. Outside the womb, it's a person, it's a, it's a human being. Uh, yes. Um, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, of which we are a part, has a similar position to the official position of the Roman Catholic Church because they believe that ensoulment occurs at the moment of conception and therefore abortion should not be permitted. Uh, but in, as in any faith, not all Catholics feel compelled to follow the church teachings in all cases. And regardless of whether someone thinks they would ever seek an abortion, they may believe it should be a legal right. In fact, 57% of U.S. Catholics say abortion is morally wrong, but 68% still support Roe v. Wade, while only 14% believe that abortion should never be legal. So you got a huge difference. And we can understand that in the Roman Catholic Church because of their lack of teaching that one is saved through the promises of Jesus Christ. And when he says, suffer the little children to come unto me, Roman Catholics who think abortion is okay, they're denying the words of Jesus. Yeah, in fact, uh, that out of Luke 18, and they were bringing their babies to him that he might touch them. Same, same Greek word for baby inside the womb and outside the womb. It, it's, it's a human being. You know, you talk about the Catholics, uh, find it morally wrong. Uh, there are Catholics for choice that describe their work as as social justice, human dignity, and primacy of conscience, making their own decisions as the moral conviction. There again, we're setting ourselves up as God. That's a really good point to make. This primacy of conscience where a person can make their own decisions out of deep moral conviction. The disciples tried that a number of times, and Jesus put them down. What were the words of Jesus to Peter when <laughs> Peter denied that he was supposed to go to Jerusalem to die? Yeah, he was uh, very upfront with him. Get behind me, Satan. That's exactly correct. So Jesus didn't fool around with people who denied his holy word. And that's something that every church should be teaching, that the word of God is very clear. So there are myriad Protestant opinions on abortion. Uh, the most conservative equated with murder as we do, and therefore we oppose most 
exemptions, except in the life of the mother. If we are told that the mother will die in the birth, that has given us historically an okay to do an abortion in order to save the life of the mother. Right. Well, you know, and I found that interesting that it glossed over all Protestants of opinions, which gets you down to, again, what does man think it is versus, I mean, it's a good article that explains all these different views that are out there. But what was missing is, at least from my perspective as a Christian, is how we as Christians do it from God's word and God's view of this whole thing. What do Muslims, what is their range of positions on abortion? Well, uh, from anywhere that it should should not be permitted or until installment, which is often 120 days or just shy of 18 weeks, they permitted abortion to save the life of a mother. Uh, in classic uh, Islam law, sees legal personhood at the beginning of birth. So they're all over the map to somewhere in the pregnancy all the way to the birth of the child. But as you said, Muslims often place the soul coming into the body at 120 days after conception. And that, of course, permits uh, abortion. What we're finding out, though, from a medical point of view, is that the child feels pain when abortion takes place. In fact, a lady did a book on abortion, and she described what happens in an abortion. And the book publishers refused to print her book because it was so graphic in that area. Fortunately, she found another publisher and was able to share that information. But it is a grotesque thing that happens in a number of abortions where the child is put to death in the womb and it doesn't matter how many days of gestation occur, but that child is a human being. And that's that's a reminder, not just only in Muslims, but the Roman Catholic, to the, to the Protestants, to the Jewish, to the Buddhist, to the Hindu, that it, it is a life and not just uh, something to be taken for granted. Yes, in Jewish tradition, there's a lot of debate when ensoulment occurs. Various rabbinic texts place it at or even before conception, and many place it at birth. It is not considered, though, to be a person. In the Jewish document called the Talmud, which is a source of Jewish law. It refers to the fetus as part of the mother's body. And the biblical book of Exodus notes 
that if a pregnant woman is attacked and then miscarries, the attacker owes a fine, but is not guilty of murder. And they don't understand that the attacker did not attack the woman to kill the child. That became a consequence. And and so even in our laws and in our justice, there is less of a punishment for a consequence than for a direct action. But they don't seem to understand that. No. Well, Jewish law does protect a fetus as a potential person, but it does not hold a view of a personhood as its mother. Yes. And therefore, Jewish clergy generally agree that abortion is not only permitted, but mandated to save the life of the mother because potential life must be sacrificed to save existing life. Where it gets complicated is when the mother's life is not at risk. So you got yeah, I found, temper. I, I found that kind of interesting where where it, it, it ranges from the mother's mental health will be damaged to genetic testing for disabilities and economic uh, uh, impact on the family. Yes. We're, we're back to, to man's opinion. Right. And it's setting yourself up as God. How do they know a mother's mental health will be damaged? Why can't she have the baby and give it up for adoption? They, they don't mention that. And the idea that there can be a non-fatal disability, that means there's something wrong with the child in an illness. Now, I don't know how many congregational members you have that were born into their family, children with these illnesses, but they thank the Lord every day for these wonderful gifts that they have been given in order to take care of them as God right. so demands. Well, you, you know, there's this um, series on the History Channel called Alone where you get about 10, 10 survivalists that go out into the wilderness and see how many days they can make it with bows and arrows and knives, you know, stuff like this. One of them this year is, is a lady, and it was interesting in her story that uh, her mother got pregnant with her and as a single woman, and she decided against abortion, and she was so grateful that she, her mother decided not to have the abortion because she would have not been alive to to celebrate uh, the kind of life that she had. Exactly. So children who are not aborted, I, I don't think any of them are upset over the fact that they're alive. Now, we've got Christianity, Islam, and Judaism how about Hinduism with their range of texts, deities, and worldviews? What's their kind of thinking? Well, uh, 
now when I they believe in reincarnation, where where while mummy enter the bodies with at birth and leave with death, life itself is not precisely begin or end. I really found that one a little bit confusing. Yes, once you believe in reincarnation, then to put someone to death, all you can think of is that they will be brought back in another body, in another situation. And and so that's a reason why they permit abortion. Isn't that the one where you can come back as a cow or a bug? Yes, you can come back uh, depending on the goodness of your life ahead of time decides how you're going to come back. So Hindus are essentially pro-life, permitting normally only to save the life of the mother. But unfortunately, it's common among the Hindu majority in India. And then it says, especially of female fetuses. Now, remember, China had a law that you could only have one child. And so a lot of, well, women, if the child was going to be a female, they would abort it because they wanted a male because he'd be more helpful around the house. And what happened, there became a lack of females to get married in China. So they had to change their views. Yeah. We're coming to a close here with and haven't got into the Buddhists who talk about compassionate choices, but it really comes down to uh, all of these man decisions versus what God have, God has placed life in people. Yes. Yeah, Buddhists face the fact that abortion may sometimes be the best decision. Uh, it means that they may understand that reproductive decisions are part of the moral complexity of life. And in the end, the Buddhist approach to abortion emphasizes that abortion is complex moral decision that should be made with an eye toward compassion. But the compassion is always for the woman, not for the child. Well, thanks so much, Wes. And this is a good article to help people understand how can Roman Catholics, even some Lutherans, and others believe in abortion. You can email me for tomorrow's email if you have questions on this and we can continue the discussion. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.
Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.